Before we begin, we'd like to say a few words. For the past month, Palestine has seen horrors being committed to its population, horrors which have been occurring for 70 years and are now escalating. The best thing we can do now to help the people of Palestine is to keep talking about their struggle, the occupation of their country, and the genocide that's been put into motion after October 7. We will list you some accounts that we deem worthy of following for the information they provide to the whole world, information that's been silenced here in the West. You can follow on Instagram, motaz underscore aziza, karem underscore from underscore haifa, I dot on dot Palestine and Biplepsia. You can follow on Twitter Al Jazeera English at AJ English, IMEU at the IMEU, and Muhammad Smiri at Muhammad Smiri. We stand with Palestine and we will never condone a genocide despite our own country's government's decisions. Do not stay silent. You can do your part too. We'll leave you now to this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. You are now listening to Secret Session, a podcast where we analyze Sarah Swift's entire discography one song at a time in thematic order. Join us as we tell the story behind the lyrics. Hey there, Swifties. Welcome back for another episode of Secret Session Podcast. These are your hosts, Noel and Alice. And today we're going to talk about the song Never Grow Up. First of all, happy birthday, Noel. I guess. Almost. Happy almost word. <laughs> Thank you. Almost. <laughs> because as we said in last week's episode, this episode is in honor of Noel's birthday. I was saying Taylor's birthday. <laughs> That will come in like a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, you had the privilege to choose this song. Yes, this has become like a little tradition. Um, when our birthday is coming up, we each get to choose the song, like individually choose, because like basically all the time we choose together the songs yeah. that we're going to analyze. So this year I chose Never Grow Up. Um, because I wanted to make everyone else sad. <laughs> no, actually, uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess it was the right year to talk about this. So yeah, we'll get to that later because um, I will basically go on a rant for like 20 minutes. I'm so sorry. Don't be sorry. It's your podcast. <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit about the song first. I mean, no, not a little bit. Let's let's. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. <laughs> oh, me neither, girl. And I have a new microphone. <laughs> Guys, my sound is finally good, yes. which is yes. amazing. Um, so yeah, uh, Never Grow Up is the eighth track of Speak Now, and it was written by Taylor Swift by herself. Of course. Because Speak Now. And the secret message in the song is, I moved out in July. The year isn't clear here. I think it's I, 2009. I tried to look it up, yeah. but the only thing I could find is that she bought that house in Nashville in 2011. So maybe maybe it was a rental before or something okay. like that. I know it's a penthouse. That's, yeah. that's what I learned. But yeah, I don't know any, anything else. But, but yeah, so uh, July 29. Yeah, yeah, 2009 or 2010. Before a live performance of this song, she explained what inspired her. 
I wrote it when I was like 18 or 19, but my friend just had a baby and she made me godmother and I was holding this little baby the other night and I was just thinking differently. When you're holding on to something that's so innocent and so perfect and has no idea what's coming for it with the word. The word is going to throw so many things at you as we grow up. So yeah, she had already written the song when she was a little bit younger and she kind of like yeah. dedicated it to her godson. That's so sweet. Yeah, yeah it's so it's, it's sweet and basically the the song could be dividing divided into different parts. In the first one, she is talking about this baby and she's talking to this baby and in the second one she is talking about her life and basically she is comparing this to different situations from her personal experience we understand why she feels the way that she feels in the first half of the song at least i see it that way yeah and she talked about this in the liner notes of the charles version yeah <laughs> that's your cue <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would <laughs> I'm reading in front of the Bible yeah. and I don't have a lot of space, yeah. so it's difficult. Okay. So, Noelle isn't seeing me anymore, but it's fine. <laughs> she said about the time where she, when she was writing this album, I was encountering the milestones and checkpoints of normal teenage growth. I had cataclysmic crashes and brushes with heartache. I moved out of my parents' house and set my bags down in a new apartment. I hung photos on my own walls and decorated the space where I would sob and cackle and shudder and dream. Sometimes I, f I felt like a grown-up, but a lot of the time I just wanted to time travel back to my childhood bed, where my mom would read stories to me until I fell asleep. So, um, there, there isn't really much to analyze about this song. Um, <laughs> it's kind of pretty straightforward, like right to the fucking heart so but we tried to like you know give you a compelling lyrical analysis because this is like our thing but i guess yeah um we're going to do something a bit different because we're going to talk about at least i'm going to talk about my personal experience with this song um i don't know if alice has i will prepared. say something too okay you you'll say something too okay so buckle the, the first thing that you would think listening to never grow up is this lyric from nothing new how did i go from growing up to breaking down because this is what's happening here guys but actually i think that they are both songs about growing up but in different ways we think that nothing new is more about that time in your life when you've come to somehow accept the fact that you are growing up and there's nothing you can do to stop it you know but at the same time you're realizing how truly hard it is to go forward from that it's when you understand um, how cruel and crooked the world really is and that is why you're breaking down you know but while you never grow up, you are still excited that you're about to grow up, despite the fact that you're moving on from your childhood, and you're still full of hope for your future, and in nothing new, that hope has been brought down in some capacity by the world. Yeah. I guess the song is also closely connected to Eyes Open. Which is perfect, because we analyzed Eyes Open for your birthday last year. Exactly. 
like it's all connected guys full circle <laughs> full circle but yeah it's closely connected to eyes open and maybe because it was written in the same time period it deals too with the struggle growing up you know so yeah it's kind of connected okay and yeah i will talk about something similar because i think that as we said to fully understand this song we have to remind ourselves that taylor was 18 or 19 when she wrote it Uh, let's talk about psychology a little bit (laughs) yes thank you use my degree so that age that we just talked about was described by Arnett as emerging adulthood in psychology. And that's the age that goes from 18 to 29. So from the end of adolescence to the beginning of adulthood. Even though it's it's discussed. Because like the beginning of adulthood is, yeah, different studies identify different ages because the the question basically is what makes you think that you're a full adult but yeah let's not get into that for now but that that period of time that we that he called emerging adulthood is characterized by five features so it's the age of identity exploration it's the age of instability of self-focus of feeling in between and of possibilities i think we find all of these aspects in taylor's music and i personally think that this song and the whole speak now album actually are about the feeling in between. As I've already stated multiple times, I see two different sides of Speak Now that reflect the duality of the age that she was at the time. So there is the enchanted side and there is the haunted side. Actually, this song might be the bridge between these two sides. Yeah, it makes sense. It it literally starts on the enchanted side and ends in the haunted side. Yeah. Like, the bridge the, is literally the bridge of the entire album, if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> so the song starts with the first verse, yeah. um, which is, Your little hands wrapped around my finger, and it's so quiet in the world tonight. Your little eyelids flutter because you're dreaming, so I take you in, turn on your favorite night light. To you, everything's funny. You got nothing to regret. I give you all I have on it if you can stay like that. So, as we said, um, she is describing this cute little scene where she is putting this child, this baby, to sleep. I don't, the fact that she's talking to this baby is... I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It just hits, you know? Because like, usually the you is like... It's an adult, you know, it's different. Like, if you think that it is indeed a child here, <laughs> I don't know, it's different. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of like a lullaby in some ways. Yes. And I, I really like, I think it's really sweet because you can picture this sweet scene where she's like looking after this baby and kind of daydreaming about his yeah. life too. Yeah, like she's dreaming about the fact that he's so young and she wishes she was that young again. But also yeah. she's dreaming of his dreams, like his future, the the things he's going to do, like how great he will be. Like it's so sweet, you know? And yeah. she's she's basically 
thinking about his innocence. Yes. If we think about the fact that innocent is very close to this song, it's like she's lost yeah. that innocence in some ways. But he's still an innocent. Like, he's truly still an innocent. It's not like he's gone through something like she has, but he's still an innocent. Like, he's still an innocent. Like, nothing yeah. has ever hurt him in some ways. And, of course, this first verse is later uh, repeated with a different connotation. We'll get to that. Then we have the chorus. Oh, darling, don't you ever grow up. Don't you ever grow up. Just stay this little. Oh, darling, don't, don't you ever grow up. Don't you ever grow up. It could stay this simple. I won't let nobody hurt you. Won't let no one break your heart. And no one will desert you. Just try to never grow up. Never grow up. What does it have to do? I don't get it. <laughs> Nothing. It just has to stay the same. <laughs> I don't know. The fact that she's talking to a child just makes it so much more meaningful. I don't, I don't know. It's like it's a lullaby, but it's a lullaby about not growing up. I don't know. It's... If, if you put yourself in, in, in the child's perspective, it would be so depressing having a grown-up well, yes. person <laughs> telling That's you, please don't ever grow like... up because life becomes shitty. <laughs> and, and it happens yes. because it does. Like, like, the only way you will ever be safe in life if you just don't grow up. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> and you know you're going to grow up, so it's like useless. But... <laughs> Yeah, it's... Okay. So, uh, we kind of have a parallel with the song A Perfectly Good Heart. Okay. Maybe it's a little later in the song, but um, I think the concept fits here too, and it's why would you make the very first car? Oh, yeah. Like, here she's telling him that she wants to protect him to prevent that anyone would hurt him and break his heart yeah i think it fits also because uh, a perfectly good heart in is in the first album and so she wrote it when she was like 14 15 and later in the song in the second verse she talks about that age You're 14 yes fuck yes it's like the very first car to her happened when she was that age So she doesn't want that happening to him too. Yeah, but I mean, it's inevitable. Oh shit, I was thinking about the whole Mastermind Bridge, the poem that she included in the Reputation yeah, Journal, that's... whatever that was, magazine. The empty seats at the table, like... The, the people who left the seat open at the table are the ones who deserted her yeah yeah okay yeah it makes sense and and uh, i referenced the um mastermind bridge because it says no one wanted to play with me as a little kid so i've been skimming like yeah. a criminal ever since but see she was a kid there too so life sucks always always <laughs> period <laughs> it's not about it, the problem isn't growing up oh or maybe God. it is but like Life is good until you're three years old, maybe. <laughs> until you start remembering and that's why, things. And that's why you don't have <laughs> memories until you're like three years or three and a half. You get like three years of free trial. 
that start remembering. Because yeah, you you have to forget that life was good once, because that would be just too sad. So we should wish to to go back in time when we were like two years old. That was the best time, I guess. Probably yeah, it was. Oh my god, yeah, probably we don't know, you know. <laughs> we don't know anymore. Uh, okay, but yeah. Um, Now we have the second verse. You're in the car on the way to the movies and you're mortified your mom's dropping you off. At 14, there's so much you can do and you can't wait to move out and call your own shots. But don't make her drop you off. Oh my god, I'm reading so bad. I'm so sorry. Um, But don't make her drop you off around the block. Remember that she's getting older too. And don't lose the way that she dances around in your PJs getting ready for school. Um, I guess this is something that happens to everybody. It's like the canon event ever. The, the canonist event ever. Yeah. So this second verse, basically, she's maybe like fantasizing about the time when he will get a little bit older. She knows that at that age, you just want to grow up. Because that's what happens. And like, you want to be independent and... I think it's, I mean, when you're 14, it really means that maybe you want to go to, to sleep to bed late and, and you, you don't want your parents always there to tell you what you have to do. I think that's the independence you want at that age. It's a weird age. I don't know a lot about that age because I, I just hate it. I hated it. As I was going through that, and I still, I'm sorry, but I can't. Um, Wait, 14, yeah, so we are like in the second grade? Well, no, oh, not second, second grade, grade. Uh, <laughs> second year no. of high school. No, third year First? of middle school. No. Okay, you, you had your birthday, 14th birthday in your first year of high school. Okay. I had in my third year of middle school. Yeah, makes sense. So for me, it was between middle school and high school. Yeah, I think so far, like one of the worst years of my life when I was 14, probably. For me, it was when I was 15, but... Yeah, probably 15 was worse, but like 14 wasn't so far either. During that age, I felt like a rebel, which is... It's it's not in character. No. Um, <laughs> so out of character. <laughs> yeah. No. Weird time for me. But uh, there's like a quote that Taylor said. Like in one of her journals when she was 13 or 14. She wrote down something like. Um, Maybe I'm not good, a- good yes. enough for my. People my age. Yeah. For people my age. Or bad enough. <laughs> I think we would have been best friends. Like I'm I'm a hundred percent sure about that. Because I was that way. I was. And and right now I'm different and I think she is too, but at that age, yeah, that that was me. I don't know what I was when I was fourteen. I honestly don't remember. I just remember my shitty math teacher. I remember your shitty math teacher. Yeah, you you 
do. I also remember her. And that's it. Like, the first trauma was basically that. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the math teacher trauma, I got that when I was 16. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was bad. And it never ends. That's why, like, I, I think about also a song like this. Like, yes, maybe life was better when I was younger. Like, when I was a child. Until maybe the first half of elementary school um but then it was like if i had the opportunity to go back i would never do that because it would mean that i would have to go through the shittiest years of my life all over again and i really don't want to do that yeah but yeah we're digressing can you guys guess why we're all digressing so much yeah because we haven't like analyzed this song <laughs> Um, so back to the lyrics. Back to December all the time. Can I say one thing? Yeah. If you think about the song Back to December and you had to associate it with a date, which one would it be? Because for me, it's so clear. What's the date in your mind? (laughs) For me, it's December 3rd because of course December and then 3rd because it's the, it's track 3 and it's from Speak Now, which is the third album. And it's, I just pictured that date. Like I, I wake up on December 3rd and I'm like, it's back to December day. Okay. December 3rd. You've given this a lot more thought than I have. I I don't know if, if it's like a universal thing of it, maybe I'm crazy. But it does make sense. Let's make it an official Swifty festivity. Yeah. Like December 3rd, it's back to December day. Just like July 9th, it's last kiss day. And December 13th is a national holiday. Exactly. So, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, let's um, get back to the <laughs> To the lyrics. So, she changes a bit in this second verse. Because first, in the first verse, she's talking about, like, how life is for her godson. Like, now that he's so little, he's got nothing to worry about. But now she, you know, the child has grown up. She is not, like, um, thinking about their innocence anymore. She's, like, not really, like, admonishing them, but, like, she's advising them to do things a little bit different because they are going to regret it later because i mean it's like i think it's very natural to hate um your parents when you're 14 <laughs> it's not only, yeah. uh, like really hate i mean it like the the normal average life yeah, no, of a person it's you don't like really I was hate saying before, your parents like- they're giving you some rules that make sense yeah. and you realize that as you get older but yeah. uh, during that time it's like everything seems stupid and you just want to do what you want to do not what yeah. you have to do yes, and exactly. I get it and I'm a person that really follows rules yeah <laughs> like, you are I am and during that age I I felt this way I had to break rules. <laughs> I think the biggest argument we ever, n- not ever, but during that time was the blue hair <laughs> argument because I really wanted blue hair. <laughs> oh my crazy. god, I remember this! 
I was was about to go by myself without telling my parents to dye my hair blue, but then I got scared. I was like, no, they're going to kill me. That is so you. Oh my God. Is it me? (laughs) Because right now, right now, like the blue hair thing, it's, I wouldn't dye my hair for any reason in the world right now. Like, I know. It's no. just, it makes sense. Like, everybody wants to dye their hair at that age. Yeah, but blue? Like, I have dark... I have dark... <laughs> no, it, it never would have dyed blue, like, in, in the right way. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> no way. <laughs> was, yeah. But yeah, it's been, like, ten years, so I'm okay. I had, briefly, in elementary school, I had pink hair. Yeah, because Avril Lavigne had just dyed her hair. Okay, it makes sense. <laughs> but for like two days, then it just wore off, you know? So, as I just said, like 10 minutes ago, um, the second part of this verse changes a bit from the first. Um, like, the melody changes. I don't know, this changes, like, it changes the, the, the melody because... The song, because it's getting a little bit darker, you know, you start from the childhood and the like the yeah. innocence in that and you get to when you're 14, like there's like this big gray cloud over your head and you're like always angry. Uh, and so yeah. the song gets darker too. And she's saying, just treat your mother well, because you're going to regret it, because she's also growing up. Like, she's telling them to be gentle because growing up sucks, okay? (laughs) It sucks even when you're, like, 40, okay? (laughs) So, the thing is, you never stop growing up. So, that's why we need to come to terms with this. But, like, am I the only one who interprets this as she's going to die? And you're not going to have her forever? Because I've always seen this. Oh, no. And I like it's. Oh, it makes sense though. Because like, it's well, it's natural that a parent passes away before their you? child. So I've always seen this this way. Like I think that during those here, it's the most time you spend with your parents because as you grow up and move away, you don't get to see them as often it's it's kind of dark but i've always seen it this way like and of course it depends it makes sense i think it i think this is the right interpretation (laughs) i don't know why i've always read this as she is growing up like she's in the process of growing up too so yeah no i agree with that too but it's just not the first thing i thought about okay we have the chorus again and the second part is different and we have the lyrics No one's ever burned you, no one's ever left you scarred, and even though you want to, just try to never grow up. We can put the parallel with a perfectly good heart here too. And as I was saying before, this connects to the second verse with the last part, because it says, and even though you want to, just try to never grow up. So once again, she's acknowledging the fact that as you grow up, you feel that need to grow up and to grow older. And but she's like, listen to me. 
Don't 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 rush the process. Yeah. Okay, then we have the bridge. Take picture in your mind of your childhood room. Memorize what it sounded like when your dad gets home. Remember the footsteps. Remember the words said. And all your little brother's favorite song. I just realized everything I have is someday gonna be gone. So here I am in my new apartment. In a big city, they just dropped me off. It's so much colder than I thought it would be. So I tuck myself in and turn my light light on. Wish I'd never grown up. I wish I never grown up. So she's talking once again to the child, like steal a baby, you know? It's um she goes back to the first scene of the song where she's tucking the child in to bed. And I don't know, I feel like in this case the child is both her godson but also herself, her child self. It's like she's remembering the the moments she's thinking about so that in the cold emptiness of her new apartment she doesn't forget about them it's like she's committing them to memory once again and i don't know why but i i read this also as a, like a eulogy about her childhood and I, i know it's like a morbid thoughts but i feel like growing up is also a bit of mourning your childhood if you had obviously a good childhood it's like yes and i'm going to talk about this at the end of the episode <laughs> tune in for my psychological evaluation by alice <laughs> but yeah i just have a degree uh, in psychology so i think it's really pretty that she uses the night light image again because she did that in the first verse so If I ever talked about the fact that this is one of the most heartbreaking bridges <laughs> she's ever written. No, never. Because I do think that. <laughs> never. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, from the bridge to the, the, fini- the end of the song, it's like, <laughs> the finish of the song. <laughs> I thought you had said that in Italian. I heard What? the fine. Fine? No. <laughs> I was seeing Finnish. <laughs> I don't I know why. Finish. It's fine. So yeah, she's in this final uh, part of the bridge. She switches the focus of the song on herself, on her own experience with growing up, which is now directly talked about instead of projected onto the child the song is dedicated to. And after the bridge, we have again the, the chorus, but she changes the lyrics um, to, you know, make it this more about her childhood, her experience. So instead of saying, darling, don't you ever grow up? She says, oh, I don't want to grow up. I wish I've never grown up. So it's repeated twice, I guess. Mm-hmm. She ends the song with just never grow up, yeah. which is a bit useless because as we already stated, it's impossible not to grow up. Um, unless unless you are Benjamin Button, and so you... <laughs> What? Unless you're Peter Pan? Um, Peter Pan, it's the most obvious answer, yeah. Unless you're Peter Pan or Benjamin Button, it just... <laughs> <laughs> you don't grow up, you grow down. <laughs> okay. Okay, I don't know, the desperation in which she, she sings 
it's almost like a childish intonation, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't want to grow up. I should never grown up. It's like, it's so... It's a childish wish in some ways, you know? I don't know. It just fits perfectly in the story of these lyrics. Yeah. Story. <laughs> this lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> Secret Session Podcast. The story behind the lyrics. Okay. <laughs> and... I mean, she knows that. And we all know that this wish will never come true. And this is why the process of growing up feels like you're, like you're mourning. You know, you're mourning that part of yourself. You know, you will never actively be again. And you will only be able to see it here and there as life goes on. But it will never truly be alive. I mean, the poets have all written thousands of poems thousands of poems about this uh this childlike fancy that still lives in all of us that is like the active motor that drives all of our most primordial needs of happiness i wrote this like last night no no not last night like two nights ago when i was like in in a mood you know (laughs) but yeah we will never physically be our child self again and in that way, it is dead, you know, even it's still, if it still inhabits a part of our heart. <laughs> that was so poetical of me, actually. On brand. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to be silly about this or else I will cry, so. Coping okay. mechanism. <laughs> yeah, if you hear me being like silly and <laughs> laughing uncontrollably, uncontrollably that's why one time that happened to me like on a major major level like i failed (laughs) an exam and i was oh my god i was laughing so hard (laughs) like (laughs) yikes yikes (laughs) it was weird i think about that and everyone who was there with me like remembered (laughs) like yeah, we're, you were going insane. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I know I was. Uh, I hate Italian universities. Like, But I ended up getting a good grade. So it's fine. Yeah. It's still not fine. I know it's, it's not. I, not I did that three times, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. You want to remember how many times I tried <laughs> Latin? Because I, t- <laughs> I, I don't remember. remember. <laughs> okay. Okay, so that's it for the lyrics, I guess. We wanted to talk about our experience with growing up. I guess we both wrote things about this. Yeah. Uh, basically, what I did... Oh, oh my god, guys. Don't you know that we have journals? <laughs> oh my god, seriously? <laughs> oh my god. I've never mentioned my journal in, yeah. design, in this podcast. Never. Never. <laughs> But yeah, we do have journals. I'm, like, we a, I'm on the third one and this year. Of this year? <laughs> and it's about to... I think it will perfectly... I will finish it by the end of the year, which is perfect. I did that last year. Yeah. Like, I started the new journal on January 1st. Yeah, same. But because I didn't like cool. the, the previous one, and was like an old something that I had. And so I was like, let's, let's start with something. My second one of this year ha- has a sticker on it that says that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> because it's Iconic. funny and I like the office. 
and because of course that's what i said because that's my journal of course i had in like a couple of journals ago i had this sticker from shampoo problems what a shame she's fucking <laughs> in their head fair so what i did like a couple of weeks ago i don't know time is like a weird thing in my mind it doesn't exist so sometimes ago i uh picked up my diary that i had last year not last year sorry like at the beginning of this year because it's a different journal i'm on the second journal of this here and i basically reread stuff that i wrote when i first moved out of my parents house and I moved into my new home, I guess. You called it home, so it's progress. <laughs> no, I didn't want to call it house, because it's not a house. It's like a shitty apartment that I share with three other girls. So here I have me in my shitty apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. Uh, but <laughs> basically, I wanted to talk about stuff that I wrote in that diary. So... Let's start. This song very dramatically saved me. <laughs> Maybe it's not even like the proper word, but the thing is, uh, Never Grow Up accompanied me so many of, of my days, you know, and when I just moved out, and it literally never stopped playing. It kind of like defined the first few months of my life here in Rome. I want to talk about this for a bit, not because I want to talk about myself, no. I'm not at all a Sagittarius, but um, but uh, mostly because I think that there are some listeners out there who are in the same situation I was back at the start of this year, or maybe they are about to be, because we do know our listeners' age. <laughs> Use flesh. You can be 18, 19, 23, or even 50. Moving out for the first time is never easy, and I believe it is a bit over romanticized and i personally had built up this amazing experience in my head i had been thinking about this day for so long and i was here and even if it was something that i've been dreaming about for years it was still a fucking shock the thing i appreciate about never grow up is that it tells specifically of the first night taylor spent in her new apartment in a big city we can picture it so clearly and in my experience, that's exactly how it feels. I don't know, it's like, it is so much colder than you thought it would be. So, for the first month or so, I wrote entry after entry in my journal. It was all about this new experience, and for different reasons, um, I wrote in that journal. It, it, was, it was not like, today I did this, tomorrow I will do this. It was like, truly like feelings and stuff yeah so for starters i didn't want to forget this moment and also because i didn't want to lose myself in the process it can be easy losing yourself in a new situation even if you chose that situation consciously and actively it can be alienating nonetheless so i want to read you guys a passage from my own diary that i wrote back in january of this year so for context on january 13th 2023 i got the keys to my new house home i don't know what you want to call that so the next day my parents drove to rome 
to help me move in. So um, on January 15th, I wrote, I was so excited today. My parents dropped me off here at the house. I put my clothes in the closet, went to the groceries, finished writing that paper, met my roommates, and then I started crying. I'm still crying, by the way. I've been listening to Never Grow Up on Loop. The bridge kills me every time. It's the small things, like the fact that I spent 100 euros at groceries, like the fact that my new room is cold, like the fact that I am so tired but I have to sleep in a bed that is not mine, but it actually is, and nothing in this room is mine. I'm losing my mind because I love these empty cupboards, and the walls are thin, and I hear every single thing that is happening in this house. I don't know, it's just the first day, but I already bought the train tickets to go back home in two weeks. Home, to my friends, to my bed, to my dog, and the fact that I missed her birthday is killing me, which is like the 13th, by the way. Um, Everything in this house is dramatically killing me. (laughs) I miss everything, even the things I thought I could live without. That was a very dramatic passage from my journal I uh, I feel like I've changed a lot in this past year both in a positive and in a negative way I've opened myself to new experiences new friendships new places and I've gotten out of my comfort zone quite a few times but still I've gone through numerous stages of grief because somehow I've lived through this year as if I was in mourning I know I am very dramatic <laughs> never denied this but it it's truly how it felt i wasn't mourning something that died something tragic and sad i was mourning my childhood all the lives i gave away when i decided to move i was mourning the fact that even though i don't know what the future will bring i will never leave like with my parents again and i will never go back to school in september or study for an exam with <laughs> oh my god it's so ridiculous oh my god I was laughing I never cried <laughs> it's cool <laughs> avevo microfono spento e ho parlato tutto tempo avevo microfono spento <laughs> e sono stupita quando ho iniziato a parlare adesso cosa stavo dicendo I got the breakdown about Growing up, I get, I get that, uh, but to try to prevent it, what I try to do is I try to make plans for the future and stick to them or like try to be as excited as I can about those. Like, don't, don't get me wrong, the future scares me and I know that sometimes life doesn't go according to your plans and that always destroys me. <laughs> Like, probably two weeks ago, something like that happened. And yeah, it changed my my plans because I had plans to move to Toronto and it wasn't possible. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, but growing up scares me, but I try to see it as the good scary. Like, sometimes I realize that I make choices um, just because I have to. Like, even for the university, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure at first what I wanted to study. But but then I was like 17, 18, 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you, you have to choose and you have to go on with the plan. And so I did. So I decided to study psychology. But at first, like, I, was, I wasn't sure because I, I also wanted to study English literature <laughs> or history. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't study that. No, like, it's so interesting. <laughs> but I, I don't see myself doing that right now. But not even, like, literature, I guess. There are still things that interest me, but I came to the choice to study psychology. And so I, I don't know, I were thinking that I would get my degree in that. And then as I was getting the degree, I knew that I would have to get another one. And so that scared me. But I was like, you have to choose. (laughs) What do you want to study? And so I decided neuroscience. (laughs) And that's what I'm doing right now. And then, yeah, right (laughs) Right now I had, yeah, I had to choose like a topic for my dissertation, but like it was my choice, but it was also the professor's choice. They didn't want me in my first choice, basically, <laughs> my first 10 choices, um, but it's okay. Um, and so now I'm trying to be excited about that. I realized that sometimes I make these choices that maybe I'm not too convinced about, but I, I need to have a plan and I need to be excited about that because I know that if I have something to look forward to, it would be easier. And maybe it helps me because I don't find myself as lost as I would be in the process. Like, I still am. And it's, it's still scary. And like, growing up, it's scary because you you have more responsibilities for basically everything but i don't know i try to yeah this choices thing it's something i realized i do a lot for every aspect of my life basically yeah i wish i was able to plan my future i i've come to the realization that um i want to be excited about my future but as i study more about my possible career paths I just get so depressed. Guys. Dude, like, <laughs> like we're, we're, we're all in oh this together. Yeah, I mean, I know we, that we I have, I'll are. have to study like a lot more. And I, I'm on my fifth year and I know it's still long. And that I will have yeah. stability probably when I will be 45. Oh, which is, which is sad. But that's what makes me like divide everything into steps so right now i Mm. have the graduation and then i'll have paid internship (laughs) and that will be hard because i will be working full time but no one will pay me so (laughs) that would be hard and that's a a shitty aspect of growing up but yeah yeah we could talk about this stuff for like two hours i know (laughs) i think we have in the past Almost. I think we are uh, one hour and a half. So, yeah. But yeah, anyway, I was talking about mourning my childhood. Um, I was also mourning the way I danced in my PJs and all the times my mom would drop me off at school and at ballet class and the movies on Fridays, as well as the sound of my dad getting home from work. And I was mourning the finality of all these things. And when you mourn, you can be rational about your grief. It hits you. And when it hits you, where it hits you, I 
I cannot even tell you how many times I cried in the subway full of people. <laughs> my god, those four first few weeks in Rome were... It was so crazy. Like, really, I was crying all the time, everywhere. I didn't care about people looking at me because I didn't know anybody. I know, Nobody I get knew that. Me, so I, I, I mean, like, I think I've done that in this city. I've, I've lived here my, lo- my whole life. <laughs> so it was a wild ride. Along all of this, I guess I was mourning also the speed at which this was all happening. I felt like I just turned 19, but maybe COVID also fucked up time like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. When I moved out, it was very fast and I didn't let myself think too much about it. I don't think I was very ready for this big move, but I also yearned for that drastic change in my life. Much like Taylor did, I believe, in the context in which she wrote Never Grow Up. I mean, how could I not freak out? Suddenly, I was finishing up my exams, writing my dissertation in two weeks, graduating, searching for a room in Rome, starting new classes, and a thousand other things, all on top of each other. And all this while, I felt like I was like a baby. <laughs> living in my parents' home and dreaming of moving out and doing things her own way. Back in February, I wrote this thing that I think represents the 20s in every single person's life, so I will read it. I was going on a rant about how hard it is for me to wrap my mind around the fact that it was indeed a whole new chapter. So I wrote, The fact is, even though my life is finally restarting and moving forward, I feel like I'm still 10 steps behind everyone else, especially those I love. It's a horrible sensation and so irrational and something I need to work on as much as possible. I need to repeat this to myself until I'm sick of it. Everything is going to be alright. And I think this is what everyone should be hearing right now, like always. So. Anyway, Never Grow Up helped me immensely this past year, so I wanted to pay a tribute to this amazing song in my 2023 birthday episode. I will be 24 tomorrow. It's a weird age to be, honestly, but it's kind of inedible. It's also inevitable to go through something like what's happening in Never Grow Up, so it's no use ignoring it when it happens, because, and I'm talking from experience here, ignoring it never works. We should instead celebrate this passage of life, try to find the silver lining. Because while it's terrifying growing up, it's also the most natural thing a person can do. And it's also very natural to feel shitty about it sometimes. Yeah, that's basically what I was trying to say before. Yeah. It's normal to feel bad because you realize that you're growing up, maybe even if you're if you like where your life is going like it it becomes more complicated and i think it's clear to everyone but yeah we have to find the silver lining we have to try a way to be excited about that yeah yeah exactly what i want to i I wanted to wrap it up like my monologue uh with this my advice to you is just slow down, everything will catch up eventually, it will make sense, and try to never grow up, as in, never lose the innocence that made you dream with your eyes open, because that's what will truly define your future self. Like Every little choice you will make is directly connected to that dream you had when you looked out the window in science class when you were 13. Try to never grow up, 
but know that it's okay to do so. Yeah. That was so sweet and cute and <laughs> idealistic, but I don't know if it's true. Like, <laughs> I really want it to be true. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I'm also just hmm. 24, so I don't know. Maybe people who are older can attest to this. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure we will listen back to these things like in a couple of years and we'll have a totally different perspective. Or maybe yeah. no, but I mean, it could I happen. I hope so. I mean, I, I hope we will, we will be happy and accomplished in two years. Who knows? Not me. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Anyway. That's it. Like, I I said all I wanted to say. I mean, I think I said most of the things that I wrote down. Yeah, my point is that maybe I have a different perspective on this song. Because maybe I could kind of be the person she's talking to <laughs> on some level. Okay. Because I, I still live with my parents. I understand that it's not that common. Maybe it is in Italy. It yeah, depends it on where you live. It is. I think that in Italy, yeah, it is it is common. But yeah, it it was I wouldn't say it was a choice. I'd say it's a consequence of a choice that I made because I decided to study here because where I study it's one of the best universities for my field. Yeah. I like the professors and so the choice was <laughs> basically yeah, I made the choice for that reason. And I had considered going away, but it didn't make sense. So yeah, that's why I'm still here. Um, I really need to move out. <laughs> I, I say this because I, I feel like I need it on a personal level. Like not that I don't like living here because I do like it. But sometimes I think I, I'm in that stage of, of life where I just need to <laughs> move away. The, the funny thing is, it was not like I was, I mean, I was living with my parents, yeah. but it's not like it was a happy place. I was not okay living with my parents, you know, I just, I had enough of it. Like, I, I really wanted to move out, but I don't know, when I moved out, um, what's that saying? You felt better when it was worse or something like that? Yeah, I get that. <laughs> That's what I felt you know um, yeah but my, my point here isn't mm -hmm. that like i'm not okay in this situation because i actually am okay i don't have all the i want to say freedom for some stuff like mm -hmm. i share a room with my sister and i've been doing that <laughs> my whole life basically her whole her whole life and i don't <laughs> want that anymore and <laughs> understandable yeah it's it's things like that and it, it's things like I don't want to have to justify if I come back home at 4am because it's just happening <laughs> and I don't want yeah. people to be scared for me like yes but not like if yeah, yeah. if I told you I'm going out with my friends and we're staying out late yeah. it's okay it's not that the next day you have to be worried because oh my god <laughs> you weren't coming back home like i told you it yeah. was fine and i get that but but also like i'm almost 24 um i don't know also like yeah with dating and stuff it's shitty because you have to say like yeah I'm with this guy no i don't say that <laughs> i pretend no. that i'm with my friends but it's okay Hi, mom. You don't understand English. 
Um, yeah, it's stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, I know that I would have more responsibilities if I moved out. That I will have more <laughs> responsibilities when I will move out. But yeah, like, it's okay. Right now, it's something I want to do. And then, I don't know, maybe my perspective will change once I will do that. Uh, I will update you guys, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No go up. 2.0 Alice's experience with moving out. Yeah. Coming. Yeah. If I don't know. Coming next, next year, year, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. If life yeah. goes according to plans, but yeah, we don't know. That's it, basically. I don't know That's what to it. say. <laughs> we talked about. No, we need to stop talking. Like <laughs> we need to stop. We need to oh shut the God. fuck up. So <laughs> I don't know how long this episode will be. No, I don't. I don't so want to know. Sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. Have fun. <laughs> editing. Yeah, have fun. Have fun. <laughs> anyway, we did talk about the lyrics at some point. So, Alice, what are your favorite lyrics from Never Grow Up? I think, to you, everything's funny. You got nothing to regret. I'd give all I have, honey, if you could stay like that. What about you? Okay. The bridge. Like, take pictures in your mind of a child in her room. Shock her. It'd be like that. It'd be like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay. I guess. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. All the ways to contact us are in the description. And follow us, review us, give us a five-star review. And thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. Bye.